Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your gas in the whip but the tank on E host, Clay Bonin. I'm joined by my I came here to chill, but I brought my stick co-host, no Tanner cap. Davis. <laughs> oh, we're back again. Episode number 14, baby. We got another interview episode coming at you but before we bring our guests in i want to remind everybody obviously to follow us on instagram like and subscribe to us the soul serum tv page on youtube follow us on tiktok follow the podcast on spotify if you aren't already um join the discord vibes you already know the discord's being being kind of crazy discord discord's been popping so if you want to get in on uh on an early level, you better join now. And now that we're done doing shameless self-promotion, um, today on the show, we have a, a very special guest with us. Um, I would say that probably most of our local listeners have have heard of this guy. And if not, then you probably haven't been paying attention to you the live scene. live under a rock, bro. <laughs> um, he has multiple music videos with the Soul Serum team. Um, and usually he lets his gas talk, but today we got him in the studio to talk himself. We have E the Prophet with us today. Let's Please, go. come on, E. <laughs> crazy crowd noise, crazy crowd noise. <laughs> hello, hello. How are you today? Great, how about you? I'm good, good. Let me adjust a little bit. Yeah, now we're talking, now we're talking. Welcome into the studio, E the Prophet, man. I'm glad to glad to have you on. Oh, it's good to be here. This, good to be here. You were actually one of the first people that I did research for before I actually even reached out to Tanner to to do the podcast through Soul Serum because I was like looking at local artists that uh, I thought would be like kind of, you know, worthy of an interview. And I mean, you've put out more music since I was doing the research, but but you were definitely on my short list. So it's I'm, I'm really happy to, to have you in on the show oh, today. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you're you're the uh, the penultimate episode, second to last episode of our of our 2020 uh, run. So this is all all very exciting to me. Um, and then how long I don't know how long have you and E known each other before before we get into um, to you I'm just curious how this relationship I think I've known I've known of E when he played basketball at Lloyd because I remember my little brother Luke would because uh, they played against Lloyd and y'all were pretty good when Luke was like uh, either a junior or a senior mm-hmm. and uh, I remember like I don't know if I remember seeing you play but I remember Luke talking about you or, uh, like back in the day but like it was like very brief and it's like nothing that actually like registered it's just something that I thought about like after the fact but it really started when um, you know when Soul Serum like first started I was working we were working with Pango like mainly and it was at a time where I'm just like I'm trying to find like any local artists you know that I really fuck with that I want to work with Mm -hmm. and I remember coming across I don't know if you DM me or you DM John (laughs) or it might have been me but like you DM I think uh, no you did DM me you DM me on Instagram a song with you and Jay Dinger is that Untitled One your first song on SoundCloud and I heard it (laughs) and I was just it it was his first song he ever put out I'm just like bro these dudes are spitting like they're they're going crazy like at the time i was just like i was like kind of like drawn back i was like bro like like we need to go like do something we need to work with these guys we need to shoot a video or like do something yeah and that's kind of just like that's just that's how a lot of rich relationships has kind of like sparked with with soul serum and me but like e was very 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 early yeah and seriously it's cool first first music video on the soul serum page yeah actually so that's pretty i don't think not the first video ever 
right, but it's the first video ever on the Soul Serum page. But oh, I think really? John's second video, first music video, whatever. Yeah, it's the that's first what, that's music what I meant. Yeah, but uh, but well, yeah. Before we get into all of that, how you got connected with Soul Serum, what you've done uh, musically, since this is really like your first like long form interview um we obviously have to start off with the basics so can you just give everybody like a little background where are you from and and where did kind of like the music start for you um so from northern kentucky uh elsmere the so. the schmear <laughs> is that is that been told it's called <laughs> e, that's what it's what they called e. but now nah, i'm from i'm from elsmere i'm a local dude i didn't start f- rapping for real until about like maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was like really into music growing up. I played drums and stuff like that. Nice. Learned piano at a young age, all that shit. It was super cool. But I kind of had like band forced on me. Yeah. So my mom was like, yeah, if you're going to play these instruments, you're going to be in band. And that kind of ruined music. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I got big into sports and that this shit all took like a backseat to it for real. And then my dude, JD, JD Inger, so he was like, um, yo, let's go to the stew. It's 45 an hour. I was like, I'm not paying to record like that. <laughs> stupid i was like oh, i'm not bought into this i wasn't bought into this shit at all yeah and he was like nah bro just do it trust me and since then bro it's it's honestly it's been like the most it's my favorite thing to do is the music shit that's that's really funny i i discovered who you who you were two things one i sh- i shot a video for jay dingers one time I think I brought this up last episode actually but I shot a video for him and Will Thompson edited it and just from like seeing who Jay Dingers was I eventually kind of like wound up onto to your music as well um but also the first time I I first time I think I ever met you or saw you in real life was at the Soul Serum house show yeah. and uh <laughs> it's it's something that I want to get into a little bit later once we've you know done a little bit more groundwork but but I think you had some of the best energy at that concert or at that show. And that's why I remember being like, yeah, like this, yeah. this guy's pretty hard. I, I like, I like his music. But before we go there, um, kind of what you touched on a little bit. I, I read in the, the profile on the soul serum website from a while ago that like you called yourself an artsy kid. Like you said, you played a couple of instruments as a, as a kid. Um, what, but like, why did like music, why, what, what made music draw you in more than, you know, uh, uh, drawing or or yeah. doing some sort of other kind of creative expression? Um, I think honestly, I I like music because it's it's kind of slept on when people think about like art. Mm-hmm. People think about art and they think about like uh, paintings and shit like that. Yeah, but like I like music is I think the greatest way to express yourself mm-hmm. by far because I mean it's the easiest way for you to communicate is like through word. But I like music because there's just like some intricacies to it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you can change what you're saying and how you're saying it and how you're delivering it. And it's like, it'll be like a bar and like three years down the road, somebody to hear the song again, they'll be like, oh, like, I totally skipped over that. Yeah. And I just think those, those moments right there yeah. is what, is what really got me. Cause I was like, bro, like this, it's, it's memorable, bro. Like you think about moments in your life, you hear songs and you go back to that time you know facts definitely yeah that's interesting i I like how you put that you like the the intricacies of the music because there really is like the more that you like learn about music and the more that you understand about music like you do start to find those little intricacies and little details in there is that something you think about like when you're making music like 
presently like are you thinking about the intricacies when you're like in front of a mic like writing nah, or so when i when i a lot of my shit is kind of i like things happening like raw mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i just i like to go in there and like first time i hear a beat i'll like find whatever cadence i want to use for it and i'll like just say like random words i won't even actually like rap mm-hmm. but no i i try not to think as much as possible because i'm a huge overthinker it's like it's literally one i'm an overthinker to a fault yeah like and um so when i when i make music i try to be like as free as possible yeah so it's just kind of straight off the head and it's it's hard to recreate like a a moment of like raw energy exactly i understand that but so are you are you kind of doing like a mix of like writing and freestyling a little bit like once you've figured out your cadence and and kind of your flow is that your your like process at that point yeah so i'll like i'll just kind of spit to the song and i'll be like oh that was dope and i'll like write that down or uh and then i'll like go back over what i said Mm -hmm. and if I'm like, this isn't, this doesn't like feel right. Or this doesn't sound like me or, you know, like anything like that. I'm like, all right, I'll take it out. Yeah. Place it with something better. Yeah. But I, I, it's really hard. Cause like you said, you can't recreate a moment. Mm-hmm. So it's, if I'm, I'm going to write a song, I got to write it like then. And yeah. like in that moment, I can't come back to it the next day. Cause it's just, you can't recreate that energy. That's, that's something I always find interesting about, well, Hip hop artists in general, because, or I guess more specifically, because like a lot of times for like more traditional music, like they have to go to a studio, they have to have the soundproof walls, they have to have preamps and whatnot. But like, like you could record a hit song in like a living room with like the <laughs> technology that that is available to hip hop. So is that something? Are you are you a fan of like going like to the studio? Can you record in the living room? Like. Like to to get that kind of raw energy that you want. Honestly, I kind of just I kind of just bring it with me. Like it doesn't really matter where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more so my attitude and the way I like I attack the song. Um, because like there are some there are some flows where you just kind of want to be like laid back and almost be a little late on the beat type stuff. Yeah. But there's other times when you like you need to have that aggression. You have to have that energy because you have to create like that feeling for the person that's going to be listening to it definitely but i think i can i can kind of i can kind of do it anywhere it's just where i see myself as far as like how i want the song to finish yeah yeah i mean i just you i feel like you already have an idea when you're making music yeah a predetermined not maybe not predetermined but your brain subconsciously kind of knows like where it's gonna take you um we can't really do this interview without uh bringing up the uh the 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 music and sports balance you already <laughs> brought it up as as yeah. you said you kind of have like at one point you know maybe not purposefully or consciously chose sports and music took a little bit of a backseat but but you are now balancing both right yeah so. still playing sports still playing football and still doing music yeah it's 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 a weird shift because there was definitely a time when music was like, I mean, like I I was I thought I was a hooper for the longest time, bro. Yeah. It's crazy because like I don't even play football, I don't even play basketball anymore. Yeah, like I only play football now. But for the longest time, I thought I was going to the league, and I was like, I'm gonna hit this growth spurt. I'm just gonna keep working until it happens. <laughs> that's what that's what's gonna that's what's gonna go. Yeah, and same then, here, man. If I was six <laughs> nine, I would I wouldn't be stepping in this room right here. Uh, but um, now football ended up. You know, it didn't get me to college, but it was I had the opportunity to play it in college, so I was like, mm-hmm. I'll do it. 
and then started getting back into music in college because I just had you know it's weird especially in college now to think that I ever like went to school from eight to three like it's I'm like, yeah. bro, I can't believe I was in the same place for that long that is kind of fucked up to yeah. think about you just like ship your kid off yeah. on a bus and you're like all right I'll see you at three o'clock and then they four pick you up and then they're mad because they had to work but like I had to do shit too so. yeah yeah <laughs> but now it's music's kind of like an, an escape for me from like the real world so that's that's, mm-hmm. that's what I kind of use it for. It's like a place where nobody can tell me what to do and shit like that. Yeah. So how do you how do you balance? I mean, like, because if you play a collegiate level sport, it doesn't matter. D1, D2, D3, NAIA, whatever, like that. There, That is a, a, a large chunk of your life that you oh, yeah. have to dedicate to that. For so sure. can you speak a little bit on how you balance that? So most college overall, I'm sure you can like attest to this. It's mm-hmm. time management. So like you're gonna you're gonna yeah. have to lose something if you want to do something else. Like you're gonna have to lose sleep. You're gonna have to lose your social time. You're gonna have to lose your hours at work. You have to lose something mm-hmm. if you want to do it. And so, I kind of found ways to like slide music into my net, like my day. Yeah. So like driving to work, I would like play the song over the ox and write right there. Like mm-hmm. um, or if I was like at football, I'd be in the locker room chilling before practice, play a beat, and like people think I'm like getting hyped for the game or whatever. But <laughs> I uh no, I just kinda like I sacrificed a lot of social time. I'm not a I'm not a very like crazy go out to like bars type guy anyway. Mm-hmm. But weekends after work I'm in the stew. Like that's where it is. Yeah. Um I try to go as, as often as possible. So you just you gotta lose something to gain something yeah. else. And you just gotta realize what you're what you're investing in and what's what's worth the sacrifice for real. Real shit. You you brought up something that I, I actually have uh in my notes here is I I think like some of your music I think would be like perfect pregame in the locker room mm-hmm. hype music. Is that like a conscious decision that you've made when making some <laughs> songs? Um honestly I make music I, with as little as possible in mind. Like it's it just it's just how it comes out. Yeah. And I <laughs> like I'll have like I'll have songs which are a little more chill. Like you can hear, like you can like see yourself like driving down the highway at like 80 with nobody else on the road but then there's definitely the songs where like you want to like ram your head through a wall but um <laughs> no nah, i'm just kind of it just happens yeah. who do you think your music is personally for personally like what like what what kid like who is it for to be honest <laughs> i feel like especially with the some of the new music i'm making yeah i don't have like a general target yeah you know what i mean like I find, you think that's I a good like, thing or a bad thing I think it's good and bad at the time where like some people that will like one song won't like the other songs. Yeah. But it's also like a wider audience, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I try not to like box myself in because I don't want to be like that guy that like, oh, he, he does like screamo rap like that. Sound. Yeah. Or like, oh, he, he likes workout music. Like, I don't want to be that dude. Yeah. You know? It's hard to escape those like narratives that the yeah. internet makes on you. Yeah. True. That's, that's what happens. They care. They want to characterize things as quickly as possible yeah yeah we've talked we've talked about the whole thing of like categorizing music on this show before and like i don't know that's just human nature bro people are just gonna like have to try yeah but the real ones like the real fans at the end of the day they're gonna listen to you yeah Yeah. it's just those like those listeners that heard their your one hit and then like kind of they float from artist to artist yeah do you think uh the the work ethic of of playing like a collegiate sport or just sports in general translates to you like 
like getting off work and going to the studio. Do you think that, cause when we had Ducey, Ducey golden here, that's one of the things that he kind of kept like bringing up was like, he treats music like the competition, like yeah. the sport. So like, and as we all know, if anybody's ever played an organized sport, you know, the, the work ethic and, and, and what it takes to like, you know, practice and become better. Do you think that translates to you making music too? Yeah, I think, definitely like 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 you were saying the competitive edge part like i'm i'm super competitive that's why i like sports mm -hmm. it's like i like to go out there and like no homo like beat the dude in front of me like yeah. pause but <laughs> like, that's how it is bro i'm and, sorry i'm only laughing because you said it before you said you knew you were like oh fuck yeah, i'm about I know, to say I this know. Right I had to get it out there. but like no nah. so when i make music i, I kind of bring the same energy to it yeah I'm like all right so there's a thousand people in this state alone, in this city alone, trying to make music, mm -hmm. what's going to separate me from those people when a listener right. comes by? You know what I mean? Right. What so, do you think does separate you from everybody else around here? Um, I'm trying like I don't want to like throw like no like this is don't throw diss, bro. Yeah. Like what do you like yeah. what qualities what qualities do you think though. that you have that people that people will like? That's a big deal right there is the confidence. Mm -hmm. It's like I I agree. When I get on the mic, I think I'm the shit. Like that's that's how it is, and I feel like if you go in it go into anything in life and you don't think like you're the best at it then why are you really doing it you know mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I, I get that when i listen to your music like you yeah. saying that like you saying you think you're the shit when you're on the mic i think i'm the shit when i'm listening to your yeah. to your music mm -hmm. i think that's what i think going back to the question when i said who you think your music is for i think like i've always thought that you've had like on the mic you have crazy confidence and crazy just like i don't know just a, a higher uh you know aura about you yeah and you got you got music that like uh when you like walk in the room you, after you listen to an e song you sit <laughs> yeah. up a little bit straight and fuck your chest <laughs> yeah, out a exactly bit. um i have a uh a, a, it's still a sports question but it's a little bit sports adjacent um i've seen over and over again like on your ig stories uh when people ask you questions do you say d rose Derek rose is your yeah. biggest inspiration 100%. um you even said something along the lines of like everything you could ever learn you can learn from d rose yeah now i i think i as a also a d rose fan i understand what you mean by that but for people who don't know who d rose is or they only know him as like the guy who scored 50 points on yeah. the timberwolves or whatever like what why what is it about derrick rose that like brings so much inspiration out of you man i feel like d rose's whole life is like it's like watching watching being a being a, a, a huge d rose fan like straight mm -hmm. out of memphis i was a fan bro and like i remember watching him play fucking at simeon on like youtube and shit but mm -hmm. it's everything about his life is like literally everything there is to experience like there's the highs there's the lows there's the perseverance there's the people counting you out yeah. like it's literally it's all there yeah and you, you just have to like see it and like notice it and i mean fuck he's had so many injuries and he just ke he keeps going and like that's it's it's almost like a metaphor to life it's like yeah. you're gonna like shit's gonna happen it's yeah. not gonna go your way it's like you either stop or you find a way to adapt and keep fucking going it's pretty crazy to Derrick Rose literally so he's the youngest MVP the Never. the most valuable player in the same time where we have LeBron, KD and all these people in in 2011. Um so he's he's experienced the highest high and then comes back and experiences the lowest low and comes back and experiences the lowest low and comes back and experiences the lowest low and he is still 
in the NBA, still giving valuable minutes. Uh, Me and my buddy Ian were talking the other day, like about how I think, like you obviously can't put Derrick Rose in the top point guards of all time, just because you you just you just can't. He just hasn't played enough games, like, and it's not his fault. You just can't. But like potential to be one of the best that we've never seen become one of the best. I think Derrick Rose is. High, high, high yeah. on that list. Agreed. Bro, there was like honestly, if healthy Derrick Rose. Like I know there's like a lot of a lot of LeBron fans that are getting shit about this, but like <laughs> healthy Derrick Rose, bro. I don't think LeBron gets to the finals that many times. The, the like, only, oh, bro, I swear to God, the only teams that were standing a chance were the Celtics and the Bulls, and that in yeah. that late 2000s, early 2010s kind of era. Like, I remember watching the Bulls, like, they would get LeBron pissed off. Yeah. Was, like, Joakim Noah would be, like, clapping in his face and shit, and it was... That team was so much fun to watch. It was. <laughs> no, bro. We just, right, had a... We're not going to turn this into a basketball podcast, but in case anybody wasn't alive or or not not alive, if if you weren't alive then and you're listening to this, welcome. You're a seven year old, but um, <laughs> but like anybody who doesn't who wasn't really paying attention to the NBA back then, you should go back and watch some some of those old 2010 through like 2012 Derrick Rose games. Oh my God, the man was nasty. But I I just. I just find that I, I wanted to ask you that just because I, I thought it was so interesting. I've never really looked at D Rose's life kind of like as a metaphor to to kind of like boost your own confidence. Is that kind of how you see it? Really, well, it's it's more so as like I can I kind of compare my life to some people's. And mm-hmm. I, I try like it's not a good thing. You don't want to compare yourself. That you need to be happy with who you are. Blah blah yes. blah, blah. But like I see moments in my life, and then I look at like things that happened to him and i'm like bro like if he can bounce back from that i can bounce back from this like there's it's not there's no excuse you know what i mean yeah so it's like it's like what really separates me and him it's like we're both we bleed the same you know what i mean mm-hmm. we both wake up we both put on our shoes and stuff the exact same way it's like he just wants it more so like i and if you want to get anywhere in life you you can't let somebody want want it more than you yeah and you both got injured too right yeah bro both to our acls i think that's honestly it was supposed to happen do you tear your acl like in game no or? no oh, fuck that's the it. worst part about it. that's that's why i asked it i was hoping you would say yes and i'd be like oh well you know nah, you were in the game before even playing can i can i ask what what happened how bro, was it so Just... i was doing some like agility work and oh, fuck. i like hyper extended and my like, knee buckled and i was like all right whatever and I kept doing the shit. Mm. And then there was like a moment like two days later and I was like, bro, my knee is huge right now. Like it is it's swollen, swollen. You didn't even feel it? No. <laughs> so like it buckled and I was like, all right, cool. And just like finished the workout. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that's so gnarly. It's, it's, it's weird because like that's not the normal way that you would like tear an ACL. So yeah. yeah. Like planting and twisting, things like right, that. So exactly. Like, I didn't even expect it. But I was like, oh, it's probably gonna be like a bone bruise or something like that. And they mm-hmm. kept on like they would they all do this like test where they like take your leg and slide it forward because that's what your ACL keeps it from doing. Oh, and they would all do like they'd all make the same face. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, and I knew no. it's it's so shitty. But Tough. yeah, that's why I always like that uh the the ACL tear, like I would say like nine times out of ten when I ask people 
it wasn't in game and it was from them landing weird or jumping up weird that that plant and twist that that gets it damn that's so gnarly i knew this one guy as a side note who uh tore his achilles playing soccer on the beach and it was like right after kd tore his achilles and he's like if you look at the stats it's like it's like men from ages 27 to 35 um, engaging in physical activity without stretching and this and that and da 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 and it's just like that the the Achilles and the ACL tear are just like two of the most devastating injuries but also like most common injuries yeah. in sports like so correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like at the, like at this point they have like the ACL procedure oh, yeah, and everything like down pat there right are surgeons that like do ACL like procedures like 600 times a year like oh, fuck. Like that Jeez. is a crazy it's, it's number common. holy shit it's 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 common bro like That's it's insane and it's weird because i didn't realize how common it was until it happened to me right it was like right. for the longest time i'm like living my life especially in the sports world like hearing like acl and thinking like damn like that's career ending. Like, this guy's yeah insane. you think Straight so up. like a yeah. like a, a devastating injury like that'll never happen to you no i feel like until yeah, it does exactly you know and you're just like bro what like what was i what was i really doing to have t- torn my ACL? yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so all right okay my sport i feel like i I do this sometimes i'm like i'm like let me get 10 minutes of sports talk in (laughs) yeah and then we'll come back to the podcast yo hey i'm soul serum sports soul serum (laughs) sports network that's gonna be tough to say we'll we'll develop yeah we'll work on it um so i say this in the best way possible but i think you're a great punchline rapper like i i think that term sometimes get gets used ill-fitting yeah. like people are like oh he's just a punchline rapper i'm like what do you fuck? like what does that mean what does that mean? <laughs> mean he has dope lyrics like i don't know but i think you're a really great punchline rapper i'd be like i keep a stash steve harvey no effing with brody he keep a beretta like things like that <laughs> um what what inspires you to to rap like that and do you have any favorite kind of quote-unquote like punchline rappers man to be honest, it's hard not to be influenced by like Wayne. Like, I'm glad you said that because that's <laughs> that was the 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 feeling that I was getting. Yeah, from like, that. so like it's there's like a, an entire chunk in my life where like Little Wayne owned like the entire genre of like rap. And yeah, so, all like, of, all of I us. think like, a lot of people share that. Yeah, with so you. like it's hard it's hard not to throw any inspiration to him. But yeah, as far as like where it comes from. I think I try to find clever ways to say like simple shit. Mm-hmm. That's really what, cause I mean, I try, I don't know. I try, I try to make everything reflect me. So yeah. like I overdo simple shit. So when it comes to like music, I try to overdo like simple shit. Yeah. And that's, that's what I do. Just find clever ways to say it. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Cause I think that the, I keep a stash Steve Harvey line is actually like a really, that's a, that's a good example of that. That is, that is honestly very simple line. Yeah. There's nothing too complex about that. Like, but, but the double entendre of like stash and then Steve Harvey has like a, like an all time great yeah. mustache. You know, yeah. I think that's, that's, that's interesting. The, the simplicity of it is is simplicity something that you keep kind of that you try to implement in all of your music? Um, I'm starting to. Mm-hmm. So for a super long time, and Tanner can tell you about this, brother. There was like there was no course to any yeah. of song. Yeah, I would be telling him, bro, <laughs> you need to stop doing this no hook shit. Like you're going crazy. You really <laughs> are going nuts. But like you gotta have something for us to to rap with yeah. you. You know, True. 
something for us to to that take that you know sticks in your head yeah. when then makes them go back to it and then learn all the bars yeah. you know what i'm saying like that's if you want if you want people to be like stuck with your music you want it to be catchy it's got to be simple yeah like it's that's yeah that's how it's gotta not be. that the goal that it should be no, only like, catchy but like right, i don't right, know right. at that time he was just doing like he was just like machine gun just like it's all over the beat that's, bro. A, that's the Lil Wayne inspo yeah. as well too well, it's just, like it's like you know it's a you balance make music for moods that's mm -hmm. how it is and it's it's hard to like cruise with three minutes of straight bars yeah <laughs> yeah definitely the the as I as I said earlier the first like impression I had of you after figuring out who you were, was at the Soul Serum House show. And I, like, have a vivid, like, specific memory of, like, all right, so if we're looking at the stage head on, you're here. I'm, like, somewhere in, like, this <laughs> range, like, looking towards you and JD on stage going crazy to Duffy season. And, oh. like, I think that's – is that not a good example of why having a chorus in your song, like, oh, is important? That was yeah. – that was – bro. That was – that song went – stupid it's so funny show. you say that because now like in my mind like duffy season is like a distant memory it is, in, in it a way is. because a, but like that song. was like duffy season was like a, a bigger like local song that mm -hmm. was just like played like a lot yeah and at our sure. and especially at the first soul serum show the area 513 show like that song went fucking nuts it's just i don't know i have a i have a soft place in my heart for that song <laughs> even the, the promo video that john made for the yeah. for duffy season like the hype around that song was like something, something it was a it was a, it was a local moment yeah, for real yeah, it was definitely it was like an it was uncharted territory for me for sure like, yeah I, I never had that much hype around a song before yeah but it was because people could like you know sing it like that's yeah, yeah. that's what it was what um what drives like the energy that you have at shows? Cause I saw that the house show in person, but I I've seen videos of like the area five one three and like that show also had really crazy energy and yeah. people were going insane. But I think like the more that I've kind of like looked at this, I think it is dependent a lot on the person on the stage to yeah. implement the energy so the crowd can go crazy. So what drives you to have that? that energy on stage honestly it's it's just like knowing that i have to set the mood it's like if i go out there and i act like there's eight people in the crowd then people are gonna know there's eight people in the fucking crowd true so like true. i i try to attack every situation like i'm already up you know what i mean so like, yeah if i'm performing at a show with 20 people i'm gonna act like there's ten thousand in there if there's ten thousand mm -hmm. you know what? i'm gonna act the same way yeah but as an artist the way you say things has so much importance i don't think people actually like pay attention to it mm -hmm. but when someone's listening to you they're getting all of their keys their perspective all of that from you yeah like that's that's what it is i think that's why visuals are such a big deal but if i want somebody to turn up then they have to see me turning up because like then they're not going to perceive it as a, as a song as a song that you like turn up to yeah because it's like 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 a lot of artists it's based on opinion so yeah. i need i need to like show them like this is what it is this is how i feel when it comes on like this is how you should feel too and then just kind of happens and then it's all fun and games yeah. from there once you once you have the crowd is it cool to like have a crowd like in the palm of your hand it, like, it is it is pretty dope to have that many people like because i there was a long the longest time i used to do like an l gang chant at the end of like mm -hmm. every every show and everybody would always do it and it was super dope because it, it was like it was like that moment where you're like you'll you'll know you'll look back in the future and be like damn yeah. i can't believe all these people are doing it because there was a time and there was like 10 yeah. And it's, yeah. So 
you've gained honestly probably i would assume at least you've probably gained a lot of fans since like we haven't been able to do shows because pop my shit came out in march right i think or was it late no nah, it was February. i think it was may yeah, wait really it was. yeah it was, was it that it was, far of yeah. this year right yeah, it was may yeah. of this year because oh, i remember that I'm was a, that was the first i think it was like the first video we did after uh interfusion came out I'm yeah sure. yeah no, no no you're right you're right that does make sense yeah, but that video did that video went crazy for some reason i mean yeah. i mean the, it, the video was the sick my shit video. yeah but like yeah. my mind was the going first into- video that i uh I've, I've i said it on one of the other podcasts but that was the first video that i i saw john's green screen work and i was like man fuck this guy God <laughs> damn it. how the fuck did he do that so well but that that video so but my my point in this though is that like that song has performed the best out of all of your songs. And I got to imagine you've gained a lot more fans since then. Like, so what's it, how excited are you to come back for shows, you know, to have even pop my shit. Yeah. Yeah, You haven't even performed pop my shit. I am. I am stupid excited for shows. Cause there, there was a point, when I was doing shows where I was like, bro, I'm, I'm tired of it because I'm just doing the same songs. Yeah. So like, now that there's like a potential, a, ch- a chance that I can do shows and perform a song that I've never performed before, it would, it's going to be super dope. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm geeking for it, for yeah. sure. Um, and also kind of along these same lines is you've, you've released a, a couple of singles this year, but I, I noticed that we haven't gotten an E the Prophet project in a while. And <laughs> I'm not I'm not asking you to say any names or dates or anything, but I am just curious as what the what the next E the Prophet project looks All like. Right. So the next project is definitely going to be a lot of versatility. Okay. Um, I'm not like singing or nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but I'm switching it up. Um to be honest with you, the reason there hasn't been talk of an E the Prophet project yet is because I just feel like I want to get to a place in my career where like I have enough, you know, like a solid enough fan base, enough growth for me to like put that out mm-hmm. and show people different sides. Cause yeah. right now people need to know what to expect for a little bit, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, definitely it's, it's coming for sure. So, I mean, you're putting a lot of versatility into this project. Do you, do you feel like you've been making the same song or something? Like, what do you, nah, so why, why do you want to be versatile in this one? It's, I just kind of want to show that I can do different things, you know, like mm-hmm. different flows, um, different types of rap. It's just, it's a huge, it's a huge genre of music. And first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a hip hop fan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I'll, I'll listen to any sub form of it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But if I want to hop on like some nineties, like boom, bat beat and like yeah. s- spit some like shit, then I, I, that's what I want to do. And I want to be able to show people that I can do that. But it's it's more so just what I feel like I can use to showcase my best abilities. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of how it comes. You're working on the highlight tape, yeah. Basically, <laughs> putting all your For best sure. plays together and everything. Um, Tanner, I've been I've been hogging the questions here. Do you have anything? Nah, I mean, moment? dude, you're doing good. I'm gonna chime in. I got a <laughs> okay. I have a couple of bonus questions that the that are personal for me and i am coming back to the sports thing who's what's your who's your uh player comp now is since since you said that you thought that since you were originally a hooper i will also take a hooper player comp but who's your who's your football player comp though <laughs> damn 
see oh. you coming off the edge. See, see is this, who's, who, am I, who am I thinking of when when he's coming off the edge charging? Bro, honestly, it's <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to like say. Yeah, because the dudes that I want to like compare myself to are is fuck are fucking unreal. Like, you know well, you I mean? should. No, no, I want to yeah, hear. It. Like, um, but no, I feel like coming off the edge at least. I got I got some a little a little Khalil Mack in me. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that is a scary man. Have you ever yeah. watched any of the mic'd up stuff with like Khalil Mack, bro? It's, that guy's scary, and I mean no. that in the best way possible. Yeah. But like, I could not imagine like. Like play action, fake handoff, and like turning and Khalil Max charging at me at like full speed. <laughs> that's a that's a you're getting you're getting fucking rocked oh, no. at that yeah, point. You know a, that's dangerous. I I have another I have a bonus bonus question. Um, how how was how was your experience with the Polar Pod? <laughs> the po- oh fuck that was <laughs> bro it was it was actually so I had tore my rotator I I'm injury prone as fuck but um I had tore my rotator cuff. Was doing some therapy or something like that with one one of the trainers at my school, and they're like, "Hey, you've been coming in here pretty consistently to do your rehab and stuff like that. Would you want to be able to do something for the news?" And I was like, "I mean, sure, whatever." I didn't think they were gonna like have me talk or anything. Yeah, but they're like, "Yeah, you're basically just gonna act like you have a heat stroke." And I was like, <laughs> "Damn, all right. So what, what are you guys gonna do?" So they're like, "You're just gonna get in this little bag and we're just gonna put put some ice water in it." And I was like, for all right. for context, I don't, just let me just put this out there. As I'm doing research for the interview, like I'm like searching like crazy things. I'm like in the crevices of the internet here, <laughs> um, and like one of the like only like non music things I could like find w- was this bit on channel 12 or something where basically what it looks like to me is they put e in this like big like uh uh sleeping bag like it's just a big insulated sleeping bag and they just pour ice cold water in it and you're like yeah (laughs) like in a coffin like this but i i wanted to bring it up because i was i wanted to ask i'm glad you said it but I wanted to ask if you actually were having a heat stroke or nah, if they were making nah. you act. Because the way that there's like one clip in it where like a lady's like, she's like talking to you like you're yeah. having a heat stroke and you're just like on the ground, just like, uh, no, I'm cool. Like, <laughs> I'm just chilling. And then they're like, get in the bag. Bro, uh, it's, there was a time when during that moment when I thought I was drowning and it was, like, <laughs> I was, I was actually like shook, but it was on, it was on camera. So I can't just like, I can't scream or anything. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I'm just sitting there letting water go up my nose and shit. It was, <laughs> no, nah, it was terrifying. It was just like such a weird thing for me to like s- stroll upon, like doing research. I'm like, why is he in a sleeping bag for? It's very <laughs> Um, so we're we're about reaching our time here. Um, what is next for for either profit in these next couple of months? What what can um, we expect to see from so you? So I actually got a video coming out pretty soon. I can't really drop any date. Um, probably next month. Okay, for sure. Single okay. probably this month maybe. Or okay, early next month. Um, a couple more singles and see where I see where I am based on like the growth. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a tape out. So. Okay, yes, that's the goal. Well, y'all heard the man. Y'all better go stream the song, watch the video when it comes out, because I think we all want to eat the profit tape. Yeah, I'm looking at all the cameras for that shit. <laughs> Facts. Um, is there anything that we haven't touched that we haven't talked about that that's fresh on your mind or anything? No, you're good. No, give us yeah. a give us a a small what what's like a hobby or like something that you do that like people that listen to your music 
that might not expect that you do like in your free time oh um fuck i fuck with i fuck with painting bro I for paint, real yeah tight i paint what do you paint um so i paint like i paint shoes i have canvases um i i like to like just kind of like chill out and paint like Damn. scenes either yeah. prophet bob ross collab coming soon <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, it's, that it's would just... be a crazy that would be well, i don't know I might have to cut this out but that would be a sick music video though is like you in a bob ross costume like painting and like turning back and where he would like talk to the camera <laughs> you're like rapping instead I don't know. Hey, y'all better not steal this fucking million dollar music video <laughs> idea, by the way. That's fire, though. That's I didn't even know that. So there yeah. y'all go, people. You see, the prophet's a painter, too. You paint scenes? Like, nah, like so landscapes? Like, uh, like, yeah, landscapes. Nice. I fuck nice. with it, bro. I just, I don't know, artists in different, yeah. different mediums. Is it, what, yeah. Is it like a, a place where you find peace? Or is it oh, like, yeah, or is that what it is for you? Or is it yeah, just like a creative, bro, another creative outlet? It's... It started off as a creative outlet, but it's it's just so fucking calming, bro. Yeah, it's it's hard to be like pissed off about shit when you're painting a fucking like facts. Ill. Like it's, that's facts. It's so hard. Yeah, but, that's that's such a funny way to put it. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking shrub, goddamn yeah, it! <laughs> the shading isn't right on this tree. Nah, Fuck. Man, mentally, I think everybody got everybody has to find something that's that's good for your mental health, bro. It's, yeah it's super people sleep on that shit so much. We, we, cap. we talked about this a little bit before the podcast but i i think that's one thing that the pandemic has affected me i don't want to say it's inf- affected me in a positive way but one positive outcome that i have experienced because of the pandemic is like finding those things for your mental health yeah. That, yeah. that bring you peace like even if it's something as simple as like i don't know like uh, like for me like i i I don't know. There's a playlist on Spotify called like Happy Jazz, and that shit like goes for me. Like that, I don't know what it does to my brain, but it works really well. But like that's it. It it helps bring the peace. It's not doing yeah. anything like crazy. It's not remapping my life, but it makes me like. Do you bring yeah, the jazz hands out? Do no, no. <laughs> nah, like Real jazz and jazz hands, very different things. <laughs> and here. like, uh, and I don't know. Just in the world we have, we have now people. People live way too fast. I think mm-hmm. it's. It's just as important to like chill out and enjoy your time as it is to invest it to like become successful. Absolutely. So. No cap. And that no I think cap. is a great place to end this episode. I want to remind everybody if you haven't already, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Soul Serum TV, subscribe to it, like the video, uh, go stream all of either Prophet's yeah. music. Go follow either Prophet. Sure. Go follow either Prophet. We'll have the at up on his name. Um, and with all of this shameless self-promotion being said, I am, as always, oh, fuck, I stumbled over that. I'm going to edit this part out. (laughs) I, as always, am your host, Clay Bonin. I'm your co-host, Tanner Mavis. Need a profit. Yes, sir. Another classic episode. Appreciate you coming on, bro. Deuces.